everyone, and welcome to a new Fandom of One. I know, it's been a while. I know. Um, and that is ironic, because this is my accountability podcast, also my mental health podcast, and my fandom podcast. If you've been here before, you know this. So, how have you been? What have you been up to? What have you been watching? Is there anything you want to recommend that I watch? If there is, you can send messages to me at Mintonarel on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Mintonarel, M-I-N-T-O-N-A-R-E-L, which is my name, Martin Leon, with all the letters jumbled up. And I'm still trying to make that my social media because I don't want to have like at Martin Leon 2 or at Martin Leon haha <laughs> and I I couldn't figure one that was like bilingual for like Martin something or something Leon anywho so let's get on with the show uh, if you're thinking I'm recording this because I'm on the road you're right I'm on the road I'm almost arriving at Cuernavaca from Mexico City, I'm almost I'm, al- I'm almost at my house, so this this will be a short episode. So first, accountability. So my Spanish podcast Todo Rosa has been updating consistently. Nice. Last we usually get together to record three episodes. Uh, last Sunday we got together, we only recorded one. So, which means that I, that's already edited and ready to go. So, now we need to do, get together again to record more. Which I'm not loving, by the way, because, like, I, I do like to be more, more on top of things. The, by the way, this episode, I'm not going to edit. I am going to record it. And I'm going to send it. I'm recording on the Anchor app. I'm going to send it to the cloud. And you're going to listen to it on Spotify. Spotify. Why am I talking like that? Anywho. So that's accountability. I think. I think I've been procrastinating less. But also. That just means that I feel like I should be able to be doing more. So I'm stuck in this loop where I'm like. Yeah, I'm doing more. Do more. Okay, I'm doing a little bit more. Do more. Which seeks quite well into the mental health part of the podcast. My, I was supposed to have a therapy session today, but my therapist had some sort of allergic reaction to something. Uh, so she had to go to the doctor. And I hope she's fine. I don't think she listens to this, but in case she does, hi. I hope you're doing okay. I I sometimes feel bad because like therapy starts and I immediately go like well you know this has been happening like blah blah and like you didn't you didn't even ask her about her day and her week and I'm like yeah but like you know this is this is the time I'm paying to talk about stuff that I need to sort through in my mind I don't know I don't know people so I hope you're doing fine if you're listening and I hope she's doing fine anywho but as far as mental health goes, well, 
I had this conversation with a friend who has been diagnosed with ADD. Yeah, not ADHD, ADD. And he was talking to me very candidly about what he does to manage his ADD. And it made me realize that I am very self-conscious about anything I ask in order to manage my anxiety better. I don't have a diagnosis. A diag- diagnosis. I don't know if I have generalized anxiety or it's just, you know, normal anxiety pumped to the max. But, like, in my work and in, like, in most of my relations, like, I nev- I'm never like, well, it's my anxiety, so deal, not deal with it, but, like, you know, I'm dealing with it, but it's my anxiety is not helping. And I was kind of thinking, you know, like, I'm the only one, I'm the person who is saying you shouldn't ask for empathy or any amount of, of I'm, I'm, you know, like, it's not like I want to have, like, you know, deadlines and stuff need to be met, period. But I think that if I was less, less embarrassed to talk about, well, you know, I have this much anxiety and it just doesn't help. I don't know, maybe, maybe it could help, but as I'm talking about it, it just feels like I'm trying to get some special treatment out of people, and it's not that, I don't know, how do you deal with your, with, you know, with your mental health situation, I hope you are dealing with your mental health situation, because I know a lot of people who aren't, or they're saying, yeah, I'm dealing with it by, you know, drowning it in alcohol and like that's not really dealing with it anywho so the, that's the mental health part as, as far as fandom goes I did want to talk the name of this episode is going to be my thoughts on Cruella because if you don't know and if you don't you should go and look for the trailer right now Disney is doing a prequel, a 101 Dalmatians prequel, sort of illustrating the origin story of Cruella de Vil. Emma Stone is starring on it, in it, in it, and, and I have no idea why they're doing an origin story on Cruella de Vil. First of all, because, mind you, of course, we haven't seen anything, just the trailer, so all of this is assumptions and making, but, you know, it seems like they're going for this angle where she was always a little bit psycho, which I also find a little bit weird, because I think Cruella has been... I think Cruella has been made into a larger villain than she actually is. When you have the Disney canon of villains, you have people who've done awful things. You have Maleficent, who cursed a baby to die at 16. You have the evil queen from Snow White, who was gonna murder Snow White. Actually asked Snow White to be murdered. And then she was going to do it, you know, by herself. You have Ursula, who was also not above 
uh, murder. She she didn't she had her, her like you know hallway of people, you know, and she says like all oh, these people like owe me money, but well you know she has like this whole hallway of people are just cursed to be there. You have Hades, who is the literally lord of the underworld, and then you have Ratcliffe, who, you know, did very much want, you know, the the Native Americans to die. And then you have Gaston, who I think Gaston is on the on the Queller ranks, where he was just a really bad person. Yeah, he was gonna kill the beast. And like Cruella, he was he would probably make a coat out of the beast, like Cruella with the puppies. Um, but like, the thing with Cruella again is that she isn't an all-powerful villain. She is literally an entitled woman who comes from privilege, who is used to getting whatever she wants because she has money. And for some reason, this new Disney movie is trying to sell her as this sort of misunderstood genius, apparently. You know, there's a, there's a, the trailer uses the song called Who's Sorry Now, which is a great song, you should listen to it. There's a version by Ella Fitzgerald, but the one that trailer is by someone else. Connie something. So, but as she's explaining herself, she says like, you see, I was born brilliant. I was born bad and a little bit mad. And that is annoying for several reasons. One, born bad, meaning she had no power over choosing to be bad you know so the this story this prequel that's supposed to give Cruella agency apparently doesn't apparently just says well she she couldn't help it she was born quote-unquote brilliant because apparently hatching a plan to get two incompetent thieves to steal 15 puppies and then have those people be outsmarted by the puppies they stole is brilliant. I don't understand why they're trying to sell Quella as a brilliant person when she is obviously not. She's just an entitled rich person who throws money at the problem and you know and who likes fur. She likes fur. And Cruella's an interesting character, like, out of, since, because this idea to make a movie out of Cruella has been on for a while, and Cruella in the Disney, you know, um, universe has had other, um, versions. So, I was looking at the wiki for Cruella, and originally, in the original book, written by Dodie, I forget her last name, she, she does have the black and white hair. And she's friends with Anita Darling. I love Anita Darling. And, but she's also married. And she's married to a very meek man. So it's this, you know, 
So you can tell that there's this idea of she is not the right, you know, she does not follow the, the rules she should be following femininity-wise. Because she marries a meek man and she, it is understood that she, he, I don't know if he, she forces him, but basically she, the guy takes her last name, Deville. By the way, Cruella Deville. I love how people are trying to, you know, give death to a villain who is called Cruella Deville. But fine. Fine. So, the the man... So, she's married to this man who is like a total pushover. And they don't have children. They do have a cat, which she hates. But it's an expensive cat, and that's why it's there. And so that turns into the movie and the movie she's not married of course she lives in hell hall by the way she lives in hell hall subtlety what is that so Cruella um, in the animated movie I love her design because you know she's obviously the villain and I don't know how you come from the from Cruella's animated version to the Glenn Close version I mean I do know because like she became this like proto Miranda Priestly character which is you know this mad woman who loves black and white and furs and killing tigers from the zoo I really don't know how they're gonna manage to you know she kills puppies how do you how do you redeem a character that kills puppies and you know and just like you know I'm not saying there's... I'm not saying it's bad if you like fur. But I am... I'm not vegan. If you are... You're probably... You're probably right. But, you know... Most people... Who like fur... Will not kill a puppy... For its fur. You know? I don't... I I don't know. Like... Like... Because this is Disney. There was probably... There were so many meetings about what villains they should make movies about. And for some reason... Cruella... Cruella was... Cruella is being turned into a movie. And I don't, I don't understand why. Because it's not even that compelling of a villain, to be honest. There's this version in Once Upon a Time where... The series, which is non-canon, but in that... In that universe, Cruella is a witch and she can control animals and she kills her own mother and it's just, you know, you, you can't just have like a, she's privileged and her parents were just as privileged and they gave her everything they wanted and they don't see anything wrong in giving her everything she wanted. Uh, no, she, she ooh, ee, bad. Um, so she's a witch. But the thing is, in the in, in like in the canon of villains, she's not a witch. She's just a rich woman who throws money at problems. And I, yeah, being rich is kind of a superpower in the real world. I'll admit that. But my God, I, I, yeah, no, I'm sorry, but Cruella isn't as interesting as Ursula. Or Hades or Jafar and and the fact that they're trying to make this thing, like in the po- movie poster you have Cruella and you have Emma Stone and the A in Emma 
is the A for anarchy. And it's like you're you're trying to sell Cruella as this like symbol of anarchy when in fact it's you know it's the opposite. It's it's you know she's rich, so she thinks she should get everything she wants because that's the way the world works. Rich people get what they want. And they're gonna um they're gonna have this conflict with another fashion designer apparently. Uh no. I say no. I say I, I I don't know. I I might watch this movie in order to make a full review of it. Uh comment if you want me to do that. Um But I find it so weird that people try to pretend that she is this compelling villain when she's just not. She's a mean woman. I don't know, although I guess people did the same for Regina George. Regina George is more of a compelling villain than Corella. Hold on. I need to swipe my card to go in. Oh, Chess. So, and here's the thing, just to end this, because I'm like 30 seconds away from my house. Okay, the, you, if you see the trailer, in the end they have like this scene, you know, it's like the music blows up, blah, blah, blah. And then you see her and she's all disheveled, so apparently, you know, it, you can tell it's the part in the movie where she, you know, she's about to do the thing, you know, she's about to enter into the third act and, you know, get her, get her stuff and, you know, win or whatever. And... And she says, I'm Cruella. And you're supposed to like think of this like, well, this is the character moment, right? This is when Ursula says, I'm Ursula. Or Gaston says, I'm Gaston. But the problem is that with Cruella, apparently that is a moment where she decides she's okay with killing innocent animals. And not even by herself, because she doesn't kill the animals. In the book, she does drown the kittens of the cat she owns, by the way. Lovely character. But like, you know... If you, in Ursula, I'm Ursula would be, this is the moment where she becomes a sea witch. I'm Maleficent is the moment where she becomes this, the great sorceress. In I'm Hades, it's the moment where, you know, Hades grows into his godhood, I guess. But I'm Cruella, it's like, okay, so this is the moment where Cruella decides she is, she no longer cares about anyone or anything. She just wants fur and she's willing to you know, pay whatever amount is necessary to get it. Because again, she doesn't do the fur killing. She gets someone else to do it for her. Again, I it would be just as interesting as a movie like Gaston. And I haven't seen the live action movie for Gaston. But I've heard there were choices in that movie. And I'm not interested in watching that. So, yeah. Cruella. Those are my thoughts on Cruella. I am going to leave you now. Remember, you can follow me at Mintonarel. And I hope you have a very nice week. Um, oh, in Spanish, I, I'm going to do the Corella goodbye in Spanish. In Spanish, my God. Because <clears throat> it's Anita darling. So it's ciao, ciao, Anita querida. I do feel entitled to opine on the Corella movie more than others just because I did a Corella Deville costume last year for Halloween Zoom Halloween you can see that on my Instagram anywho have a nice life <laughs>